Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the last phase of this moon cycle, the dark of the moon, with the new moon coming in on Wednesday morning. This is the time to let go, to review your previous intentions, and let go of what isn't working for you. Each month, we have the opportunity to move through these phases. The dark of the moon energy can pull your energy down, but you don't have to totally go down that rabbit hole. The light is returning. The days are getting longer and the new moon will come around. The new moon in March is all about going deep within your spirit, finding that sensitive part of you, the wise wisdom that your soul offers you, your intuition, the way in which you do look deep within your own self. Pisces energy is deep. It is caring and loving. Just careful that you don't take on more than your energy during this time. Knowing your energy, your truth, your voice, your spirit is so valuable at this time. And that's where the rites come in to help you move through all this stuff. Rites being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, and stones and crystals. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with these tools can help add inspiration, amusement, and joy. It can free you from all the excess stress that is going on in the world. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me. And if you can't, get on my email list and you will receive the energy focus first thing on Monday mornings. As you move through these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps you to release the old patterns and all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you are really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit Programs can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy, and get rid of the energy drains and raise your vibration with Reiki. You'll learn how to remove the limited beliefs that hold you back. Now is a great time to learn something new. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how my programs can help you. In today's episode, I want to introduce you to Reiki of the Southeast, a not-for-profit association with a two-fold mission— One is to help support other Reiki practitioners to build their Reiki practice in a professional setting, and the other is to educate and collaborate with the community with all the many benefits that Reiki offers. These past two years during COVID, we did a lot of behind-the-scenes work to establish the mission, the foundation, and the legal applications to create this association. We enlisted the help of many individuals and professionals to get us started. We now have a space, We've been on TV, and we are reaching out to local organizations that are showing a great response to our association. I am so grateful for all of this help. 
So today, I bring you two of the women that are serving on the board, Rhonda White and Andrea Carroll, their stories, their dedication, and their aspirations for Reiki and the association. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, to breathe, and I'll send some Reiki out to you. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale. Present your spirit. Call it in. Inhaling up the body and exhale all the way back down, bringing the awareness into your heart. Feel that connection with the greater spirit, source, creator, God, however you choose to look at that. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Feel that connection. As we go to create this beautiful space to do this work in, we call in the Reiki masters, the archangels, the crystal beings. We call in the spirit guides to guide us, protect us, and open up to this beautiful, loving energy of Reiki. Taking a moment to pause, to notice your energy where you are right now. Here we are in the season of winter, going deep within, connecting to our ancestors, our generational energies, our visions, our dreams. And we just take all of this in as we feel these intentions for our life, our visions, to come forward. Taking a moment, sending Reiki energy out to you right now. Han Chin Se Shonin, Han Chin Se Shonin, Han Chin Se Shonin. Feeling the energy coming right into your heart as I send it out to you. Notice for a moment the shift, the energy, the peace all around. Just allowing for this vibration of energy to reach you, to inspire you, to empower you, your spirit, your soul on your journey. Sending this out. And just sealing this energy in. Show gray, show gray, show gray. And then just exhaling all the way down, grounding this energy, focusing. And as you're ready, bringing your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. Rhonda White, Vice President and a founding member of the Reiki Association of the Southeast, enthusiastically supports the association's mission in developing a community of Reiki practitioners. She has a deep faith and belief in our interconnectedness and loves to encourage others to go deep and develop spiritual practices that support their life purposes. She earned her Master of Science in Mathematics at the University of Memphis. She works as a professional fundraiser for Sanford University, where she most recently directed the efforts of a $260 million campaign. When not supporting Sanford or the association, Rhonda enjoys thought-provoking conversations while playing spades with friends and her husband of 26 years. Although he is her life partner, he will never be her spades partner. They are both enjoying their open nest phase of parenting their college-age daughter. 
And Andrea Carroll is a resident of Trustville, Alabama. She is a licensed professional counselor in the field of rehabilitation. She is a rehabilitation specialist for a state agency, and she specializes in helping those with disabilities with extensive experience working with teens and adults on the autism spectrum. Andrea also has over 20 years of experience in crisis counseling and counseling survivors of suicide loss from previous work at the Crisis Center of Birmingham. Andrea has always considered herself to be a spiritual being with connections to the other side, but did not have a framework for it until she began her spiritual journey in 2015. During this journey, she began learning about Reiki, and in June of 2020, she became a third-degree Reiki Master Practitioner. In her spare time, she enjoys practicing Reiki and yoga and sees clients who seek help through Reiki. She is currently on the Board of Directors and a charter member of the Reiki Association of the Southeast, which began in 2021. So let us welcome both of these women to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us. Hello, thank you for having us. Yes, I'm so excited. There's three of us here. How much fun to bring us all together and talk about something that is very dear to all of our hearts, the Reiki Association of the Southeast, and what we're trying to create here with all of us and all of those around in our community. So I kind of wanted to just kind of start out by really kind of even talking about like, how did you find Reiki or did Reiki find you? How would you answer that question? Let's just start with Rhonda. Well, Terry, I would definitely say Reiki found me. So um, as you know, um, you and I were doing one-on-one work together as part of your Empowered Spirit training. And I really honestly did not know that Reiki One was part of that training. And so (laughs) it kind of, it came up later, you know, in, in that training. And it was in the June of 2017. And I had just moved back to Birmingham in 2014 to help my family after the loss of my sister-in-law. I had a lot of unprocessed grief and was going through what I would call at that time, um, a crisis of belief. So Reiki really proved to be a great gift to me and my family at that time. Yeah. So many things you say there found you and we were doing the training. I'm surprised you didn't know that, but that's okay. And really even just the work that you did with your sister-in-law, just that spiritual energy probably had a big part of it too, guiding you to something that's very helpful during that time of life. Yeah. Yes. And Terry, if you remember when we first met, we walked into a, uh, into a Reiki circle. It was the first time I'd experienced Reiki and, um, it's kind of a funny story, but you, uh, I started crying right when you handed me a little, you handed me a card before the start. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. And you said, that's okay. (laughs) Reiki will do that. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely had a lot of unprocessed grief in it. So you really helped me through that process. Yeah. And Reiki will, it will bring up the emotions as warm and loving as it is. It also does bring up that grief and the sadness to help process the energy really. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What would you say to that? I would definitely agree with Rhonda that Reiki found me. I had heard of Reiki like from a television show and didn't really know what it was. I kind of saw someone have a Reiki session or part of one and they stopped it and walked out of the room. So I thought, oh, that must be something weird. I don't know what that is. And then years later in 2015, I am scrolling through Facebook in a time of my life that was very tumultuous. I would say I was going through a crisis of sorts. And I found this thing on Facebook called a sound bowl healing. And I thought, whoa, I don't know what that is, but my body needs this. Like I just had this reaction. I have to go to this. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go and figure it out. And I came to the sound bowl healing And it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever felt, just like I had had a massage from the inside out. And at the end of it, so Terry, you were were the one that was doing the, the session. And at the end, you told your story. And I identified with you so much because I was going through the exact same thing at the same time. So you kind of talked about when you were 40, you went through a divorce and I know you've talked about that on your show before. And at the time, that was exactly what I was going through. I was about to be 40. I was in the middle of a divorce. I just kind of was in this dark place that I really didn't realize how dark it was that I had been in, been in there, been in that place for so long. And it was like, all of a sudden I could feel like there's hope. There's this light. 
And at the end of the session, you said, for anyone that's here today, I'm offering a discount on a Reiki session. And I was like, oh, Reiki, that's the thing that I heard about. Well, I have to try it. I mean, this was so successful. I've got to figure out what this Reiki thing is. And so I made an appointment you called and we scheduled it and I came to your studio and we sat down and just kind of talked about what was going on in my life. And it was almost like this counseling session. And I told you just kind of some of my past experiences with um, the spiritual realm and how I've always felt like I had this, I guess you would, I would call it a gift of being able to communicate with people that have crossed over and um, mostly like family members and friends and things like that. And you were like, oh, really? And at that time, the lights in your studio blinked on and off and we both looked at each other and you were like, well, okay, I think they're here with you today. <laughs> and it was like, immediately I knew I'm in the right place. This is my sign that I know that I'm supposed to be here. And so from that moment, uh, I had my first Reiki session. It was amazing. And I could just feel lightness coming back into my life. And so that's when I signed up for your Empowered Spirit program and worked with you for probably close to a year, um, like every week and did a lot of meditation and just learned about everything. And so that was in 2015. So seven years ago, I started on this spiritual journey and it has definitely opened me and changed the way that I see things. Yeah. What a journey. And I do remember that soundball healing. I remember you telling me that, uh, you know, how much it resonated with you and how amazing that was. And the blinking of the lights and Rhonda, you too. I think we actually sat in the darkness, like all the lights yes. went out when you first came in. I remember that too. Yeah. That's funny. Cause Andy, I don't think you and I connected on that common thing until now. No, I had the no lights had gone that out. When, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Spirit speaks yeah. in so many ways. Right. But that confirmation and that searching for your path. And, you know, for me, it was the same thing. I was going through a major breakup in my marriage nothing was working. It was my 40th birthday, the whole thing. And then that's when I found my teacher and she did hands-on. I didn't even know it was called then. And it wasn't even a couple of weeks into working with her that even found like, oh, it's called Reiki. Oh, I can learn this. So that was pretty amazing. I have to admit. And I think all of us can really kind of agree with that. Like once we found out, like we can actually even learn this. And like Rhonda, you said, you didn't even realize you were being attuned in that program, right? But what a difference I think it makes when we really do learn it and use it for our own self good. I really do. And People ask me all the time, well, why are you teaching people? Aren't you like taking your clients away? And, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I kind of am. I kind of laugh at that because really for that first level class, it's not much more than a session, but it is a life tool, right? And so I am empowered. And I think the answer to that question is it's a tool that you can use for your own healing. And healing is a big thing. It's a lifetime thing. It's not just one thing, right? I mean, Andy, that was what, back in 2015, you said, and then you studied a little bit and you went away and you came back and all the way up through the Reiki master, right? And Rhonda, the same thing. It's been a process of learning and growing and then more stuff comes around and we're at a different age. I mean, look at society right now, you know, in grief. I know, you know, just even like I've said this many times when I lost my mom going through grief, that was like all I could do. All right. I know many techniques, yoga, the whole bit, but all I could do was like lay in bed and run my energy. And that just helped move and keep moving and keep moving. And that's the beautiful thing about Reiki. It just works on so many levels that can help us in so many ways. So, yeah. So thanks for sharing your stories. And it does come in when we need it. I really do believe it does. And now more and more people are hearing about it. I know when I first moved back here in Birmingham, that was back in 20, at the end of 2011. Yeah. Not many people had heard about it. And now when I go to places, although events lately, right? But now when I go to places and ask that same question, it's like so many more people are starting to raise their hand. So that's a really great sign. And we are seeing Reiki more and more in the medical profession, in the hospitals, with hospice, in care for cancer. And we're seeing it more and more being offered. And that's another thing that really is very inspiring for us, especially as we're coming together to create this association. So as we start to use it more and more, and as your practice has both developed since 2015, and Rhonda, was that the same year for you, 2015? 2017. 2017, mm -hmm. a couple of years later. So how would you say, let's just kind of start with that personal practice. How would you say that has come into your life and how do you really kind of utilize it for your personal practice? Andy, we'll start with you. Okay. 
Yeah, I'd say when I started the Empowered Spirit Program, that's when I started trying to have a daily meditation practice with Reiki, using Reiki during meditation. And it's something that I've continued, of course, like everything else, there are times where I kind of uh, leave it by the wayside. And then I'm like, wow, really, I can tell a difference in my body and my feelings, my emotions. I really need to get this back going every day. And I, I can see such a difference when I do practice it on a daily basis, or at least as much as I can. And it's just, it's helped me open my intuition to a point that I recognize when things are coming my way that I need to be cautious of or be careful or pay attention to what is going on in my body. Um, I feel like I have better intuition around other people. I can kind of pick up on what's going on with other people and just across the board. I just feel like it's kind of opened my, my mind and opened up my body in a way that it, it needs this healing energy and it just kind of makes everything just run so much smoother. So does that look like, like a daily practice for you? Is something you do every morning? Is there any set time? How, how does that look? Yeah. So I usually get up in the morning and I have a little closet that I've turned into my meditation room. So it's like my own little private space that I have my, my crystals and um, a pillow that I sit on and candles and my sage and all the good stuff in there. And it's just such a comfortable, relaxing place for me to go that's quiet and private. And that's where I do my meditation, run Reiki and kind of get my day started. Uh, and how much time would you say? Is it like a long time? It varies. How, how would you say that? Just to give our listeners an idea. Yeah, mine varies. I mean, some days it's 15 minutes and some days it's an hour. It just kind of depends on how late did I get up that morning for one? Or <laughs> um, is it a day where I, I don't have a schedule and I can just sit there until I feel like I'm good, you know, until my body tells me you're good to go. And then I get up and start my day. So some days it is five minutes and some days it's an hour. So it just varies. And I think that's important. Yeah. For people to hear because it can vary and it doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. It can be a few minutes here, 20 minutes there. Maybe you do have the time. Like you said, maybe it's a longer process. Maybe you're going through something, maybe work is challenging or whatever. And so it is that flexible. And I think that's the intelligence of Reiki. It has this natural ability to really kind of meet you where you are and give you what you need. It balances the energy on so many levels. Yeah. I also think it's important for people to understand that even if you do have that daily practice, that there are still times throughout the day where it's like, oh, I need to take a breath and run Reiki just for a minute, like at my lunch hour or at my desk, or I'm about to have a meeting with someone that I think might be a little confrontational, or there's some things I want to make sure I express very clearly. So I want to do this. Um, and maybe we can get into this whole other spiritual realm. Cause I know people are probably thinking, well, what about prayer? Why can't you pray? It's to me, they're similar. They're the same. Everybody kind of has different views on that. And I'm sure we could get into a whole nother podcast discussion about that, but <laughs> uh, Reiki is definitely something you can use anytime. You know, it doesn't have to be that set time every day doing like a your practice doesn't have to be at the same time and the same length and all that every day, like a prescription. Yeah, I really agree. And yes, let's, let's come back to that. Let's um, let's ask Rhonda, Rhonda, how was your practice? How, how do you personally embrace Reiki? Yeah. So I, I would say like Andy, first and foremost, I use it in my daily morning spiritual practice. I've had a commitment since I started in my early twenties, I would say about 21 committed to a morning time of prayer prayer and reflection that has changed over the years as we, you know, again, like Terry, Andy said, we can um, go through many um, discussions about how these things are all interconnected. And certainly part of that crisis of belief I went to has opened um, what those look, what, what my morning practice looks like from what it did when I was 21. I guess that that's a good thing, I think. Um, but it, <laughs> yeah, but Reiki has offered me the tool to go deeper into my meditations and my healing. And I'd say at first, when I started with Reiki in 2017, I was mostly on a spiritual and emotional basis. And most recently in the last um, year, I would say I'm using it more on my body to be, it's helping me to be more, com more present in my body. I have recently learned that it's easy for me to kind of detach from my body or be out of my body and not be 
as grounded as I might need to be. So, you know, Reiki actually helps you have those sensations. Like um, when you're practicing Reiki on yourself, you can, de- you know, you can definitely feel the Reiki energy in the areas where you need to be present and pay attention to in your, in your, you know, physical body. So for me, um, that's something that's recently come as a part of the Reiki. It kind of started more in the spiritual than emotional and then coming down to this body level. But um, on a lighter note too, I would just say that it's something um, piggybacking off of what Andy has said here, that it is something that I can use through the day. And I enjoy when, once you get to the Reiki two level, using those symbols and using those in fun ways. So um, as part of blessing your food, protection before you go on a trip, you know, kind of um, before you walk into a room with a big meeting, maybe um, putting some symbols up, putting some Reiki in the room. You know, the, I, I think those are, those are kind of, and, and it is fun, you know, Terry, I know you always like to say that spirit kind of um, is humorous or that it has, you know, that it has a sense of humor. And it's so true because you can kind of, um, when you first, I think especially for beginners, that kind of beginner's luck, I can think of times there were certain things I started just working with energy uh, when you can kind of start doing certain things that people would think, oh, that shouldn't make a difference. Like I've rearranged your office or you give some Reiki some places. Uh, and then, and then certain things that you were trying, you know, that you had intense or you put in kind of work out for you or maybe some conflicts you were having in your office aren't so, so much conflicts anymore. It, you know, whether it changes your perspective or them or who knows, but it, it kind of works. So, and I, I definitely saw a lot of that in the beginning, um, became aware of those kind of fun ways that Reiki can play out in your life too. Yeah, I agree with that. That's so much fun that you say that. I do remember one time when I was in New York working and we had a big conference. Oh my gosh. And I was the subject of the conference because they were critiquing. I was doing a catalog photography and they were critiquing it. And I know I remember going in thinking, okay, it's going to be a big energy. Let me go ahead and send Reiki, as you said, with Reiki two symbols ahead of time. This was in my morning meditation at my home. Let me go ahead and send it, set the energy. And I remember people saying, wow, you handled that so well. Like, I don't know how you did it. You really handled it well. And I'm thinking, I don't know either. It must have been the Reiki, you know, but it can, it can help set energy. It can really help help to balance that. And, you know, you brought up another thing and both of you brought this up though, that it works on so many levels of the body, right? It doesn't just address one level, you know, like sometimes when we go like love massages, when we go for massage, it's really more of the manipulating the muscles, the physical body, even though it's moving energy, that's what the focus is. But Reiki works on the physical ailments. Like you said, it brings you back in your body. It works on the mental. I use it all the time for meditation as well. It calms it. It balances the hemisphere. It works on the emotional level. Hello, big emotional level here, big emotional body. I mean, so yeah, it can help process those emotions. I need so much of that all the time. And then the spiritual level. And for me, it was the spiritual level that really hooked me in because at a time that I had nobody to go to, I was up in New York, two small children. We didn't have a church or synagogue or anything. I needed something to restore my faith. And Reiki came in to help me feel that inner guidance for me and that connection to a higher source. That whole idea of the spiritual connection, I think is really, really important. And I think today when people are losing faith and they're not sure where to go and then COVID restricting all of people going to their usual places to pray or to sit or be in fellowship, it kind of took a lot of that away. And people are starting to question, well, where do I want to go back? And so for me, Reiki does come in and helps you at that spiritual level because it helps to pull you in. And I think you said it too, Ron, in another way of like that physical energy pulling us into our body but it also does bring us right into our heart and it really helps us to open up and feel that we are all connected. And right now with so many people having struggles and feeling disconnected and isolated, such a beautiful practice for right now. I did want to kind of talk a little bit about that. I like that you brought that up. Both of you like Reiki and prayer, you know, cause sometimes we'll go, like you said, Andy, like, why can't you just pray? How would you answer that question? Why can't you just pray? Well, I think it's interesting because, um, Terry, you and I did a conference together where we shared about Reiki. It was at one of my um, professional conferences. So I'm a counselor and I work for a department within the state. And we had a lot of other professional counselors in the meeting and we were talking about self-care and we did bring up Reiki and we did do a demonstration and we had sound bowls. And I got so many comments about how awesome it was, how relaxed everyone felt. And they really, you know, they would love to see that again sometime or they want to know more about it. But then I started getting comments like, 
I don't really know how that fits in with my Jesus. And I thought, wow, um, it's the same, you know, it's, it's one in the same. It doesn't have to be separate. It doesn't have to involve spirituality, but it can. And if you are a spiritual person, if you believe in God, if you, whatever your religion is that you can do them simultaneously. So for me, that is my prayer. That is my quiet time. That is where I put intentions out. And I do believe that there is a higher spirit, higher power that we can all lean on. And that's just where my meditation and Reiki practice and my quiet time takes me there. Um, I feel like it's within me. It really is kind of like a combination. Yeah, it's a combination for me. I, I know that unless you are in that deep spiritual place and you're really understanding all of these things, it's hard for people to understand that concept, I think. That, that it can be one and the same. And I'm probably not explaining it as well as I could. <laughs> That's where Rhonda comes well, in. I think, no, I think you explained it really well. And I think that, you know, seeing both sides of how people did respond from the presentation we did is really important for people to see. And I think too, the thing that is a little bit, maybe we didn't mention and that people don't quite understand that makes it a little bit hard is that there is a subtle layer of the body that Reiki addresses that helps to really get into some of that stuck energy. And it helps to move it through the energetic level, which helps to connect to your spirit, which helps, I think, bring your prayers out even bigger. It's not taking anything away, but it's also giving you this energy on this like subtle layer of the body that connects with universal energy. Doesn't matter what religion you are. Doesn't matter what beliefs, beliefs or no beliefs, that you can still feel this universal life force energy and you can sit in your temple, your church, your prayer, your silence by yourself, whatever it is, but it's adding another layer. Yeah. Rhonda, how would you address that answer? Thank you, Andy. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting it with prayer. So as I mentioned, um, prayer and connection to God for me has always been something, um, the, I would say the most important part of my life. And I think coming from a tradition of a more conservative Christian background, there was a little bit of fear, Terry, you know, that coming into this, like, is this okay? Is this uh, something that is outside of um, what's acceptable? Um, and, you know, and, and it, I think it takes people a little, when it, it, for especially someone who's come up in that kind of environment, there it, it takes a little bit of processing and quietly working with it. Thankfully, I had worked with, um, I, I was fortunate enough to work with the Jesuits who'd gone through the Ignatius spiritual exercises. That was my first level into an internal, instead of always seeing God as outside of myself, uh, it was kind of a bridge point to be able to look and see how God works inside of you as well. Reiki added another level of being able to go deeper inside to connect with God and certainly did not take anything away from my um my belief. My belief, my Christian belief is still there. I think it's changed a little different. Um it's of course it's not the same as it was as I said I went through a crisis belief I would love to as a matter of fact that's part I'd like to do with the Reiki Association is have other people that might be having similar experiences like this box that I grew up in isn't fitting me anymore these clothes and I need to I don't want to lose it like you talked about Terry um, it's where we find community and we look at our synagogues our churches they were the people during this crisis that there's a need for them because people do find fellowship there people they, they also provide services to our community. So it's not like throw the bot, you know, throw that out. It's so it's really trying to figure out as we rebuild our systems, how can we rebuild them in this new, whatever our new society is going to be? And can they be expansive? Can they um, really open up and, um, and fit our souls? I think you would say that kind of where we all feel like we are here now. I think anyone who's living right now feels there's this, that they have a a purpose and it's of service. It's of service of others. And we do that in community. No one can do that individually. So how do we find our communities to do that and continue to support the groundingness that um, traditional types of religion provide? Yeah. What a what great um, concept to open up to, because I do think it's important. And I do think people are struggling right now. And I do think people are starting to lose a little bit of hope, like every another round of COVID coming around. It's like, oh my God, how much more can we go through? People are, you know, with jo everything. And, and it is a time right now in humanity, finding ways, like you say, finding ways to open up, to find that community, to have a connection 
deep within your spirit. I really think it's important. And one of the things I know I struggled with, with religion and I was raised Jewish down here in the South. And so we were very isolated. You didn't really tell people, you didn't really go outside your community. This goes back to the you know late fifties, early sixties. And it always left an imprint in me of like, Oh, I, am I ashamed? No, I'm not ashamed. Am I hiding it? Well, I'm not. And, and it always left this weird feeling within me. And one of the things about religion that you mentioned is like, sometimes I feel like we are going out there. And if we're always going out there and giving our power to something we don't even know worth versus coming in, which is what spirituality does. I think there's a truer essence to the core of who we are and what we've come into this lifetime to do. And everybody has chosen mm-hmm. to come in here. All right. We are spirits in the physical body. Everybody is chosen and people are searching. Right. And people are trying to figure out what is that higher purpose and also to shift because so much has changed. I do believe Reiki gives us a way to do that. Yes, I agree, Terry. And I would add and I meant to say this in my question, too, that I think it's important for me and maybe other people from coming from that conservative Christian background um, that the question I started with was very welcomed in Reiki. And that question was, how did Jesus heal? Remember, I was very interested after having lost my sister-in-law and um, I talked previously about I've been part of a miraculous healing. And so that question came to me, you know, that question is what kind of one of the questions that I was asking continually was how did God, I mean, how did Jesus heal? Because it was actually a tool anyone who studies scripture, it was a tool that he was able to pass on to all of his disciples. He sent them all out and they were able to do it as well. So there was a sense of me, and I've always had this sense of uh, when you study um, any of, I mean, I think in what you, you know, when you study Jesus or other people who have these gifts of um, healing, that it's their close disciples are able to do that as well. So that question went, and, you know, and I, I remember when we went into the Reiki one question, that was something I know now there's some, um, there's some controversy in the actual story of that. That's the question that Miss um, Takata was, but she presented it that way because she presented it in a way that was acceptable to the audience that she was um, ministering to. Yeah. And I very much agree with that. And there has been a lot of like, why did she say this? That's not true. That's not true. But I do keep that fable in when I teach a Reiki one, because I do think it's important because I do think like Reiki, it meets you where you are. And I think Mrs. Takata had that ability to know who she was teaching to. And because it was so out there and even today down in the South, it's like still out there. Right. So if we can meet people where they are, I think it is more helpful. Right. And I think it opens up the energy. So, yeah, it is part of the fable. Did she ask that? She probably did. You know, was that a true thing about Dr. Yasui's life? I don't know whether, you know, it happened or not. But I, like I said, I, I can relate to because if like I'm teaching massage therapists, I'm going to teach them a little differently. If I'm teaching a group of moms, I'm going to teach them a little different. Does it change the system? No doesn't change the system. It just helps the application of the system. And that was a very expensive question for her to ask and put in there to help people kind of relate on a, on a, on many levels. I do believe. Yeah. I do think it's a good takeaway for people maybe that are listening, that are curious about the spiritual aspect of it, that it does meet you where you are. And for me, I was raised in the Christian church and then moved to the South and raised in a Southern Baptist church. And I never really had a spiritual connection in any of those places until I started really doing Reiki. And it was like, oh, this is the feeling that, I mean, not not that some people don't have that feeling in a church or wherever they um, worship. But for me, it is so much more internal and I feel such a deeper connection to the spirit than I ever have in my life when I started doing Reiki. I agree. And you know what? I mean, here I am back in Birmingham and I am involved in the temple back here. It's where we host our Reiki Association now. But sometimes, you know, I remember I used to sit in temple and I just look up like, okay, I'm looking for God up there and I would count lights. (laughs) And now I notice when I'm sitting in there and I even will put my hands on my heart sometimes looking up, I just feel this presence of energy. It's such a difference. And I do think that has something to do with it. And I know, you know, when I came back to Birmingham to help my parents, I would take my mom to temple on Saturdays and I would just even run a little Reiki on her. And there was this love of energy and this warmth that would envelop her and I while we were sitting there. And it was just such a beautiful presence to what already was going on. And so those are some of the memories that I just love about it and that you can take Reiki no matter where you are. It's kind of like what the Dalai Lama said about Buddhism, meditation, mindfulness. It's not taking away from anything. It's just going to make you deeper, more true to who you are and make you better at what you're doing. And so I think that can be said for Reiki as well. Definitely. Great conversation. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
So Rhonda, I'm going to start with you because you had a big part of this. Tell us how the Reiki Association came about. Yeah, so um, I'm currently, yeah, so I'm currently serving as the vice president of the association. And I would say the way it came back, came out was, um, again, Terry, in my master training class, that was June of 2020. We had a group of, I was so impressed. It was a group of um, all these different professionals in different areas, teachers, artists, counselors, you know, and all of them wanted to kind of use this Reiki in their professional work somehow and or expand it in an additional, like add something um, as an, another tool in their life. And so, um, and it's just as we were all kind of, because I think that was one of the last questions you asked, like, how do you plan to use Reiki in your everyday life or how are you going to use this from going forward? And just listening to everyone's um, huge aspirations for it, thinking, goodness, this would be so much easier for everyone to do this if we kind of had support, if we all kind of did this together. And um, professionally, my background is in fundraising, which has a lot to do with community building and bringing people together to kind of, you know, to birth in their, their um to help others, you know, that's what fundraising is ultimately about is getting the financial support needed to support people's aspirations, whether that and so I was like, I think I can I think if we all get together and do this, we can kind of support each other. And it is going to be stronger than if we just individually go out and try to do our own kind of thing, you know, each doing its own thing. So that's kind of the work. And then we really all started um, kind of getting together and working. And I mean, it's been quite a bit of work we put into this. And it's been, I think it's challenged all of us in areas that um, we don't feel like we're experts in, but we're becoming a little bit more, uh, you know, we're stepping into that. And I've been so impressed with how much people have dedicated their time and service to uh, to get it to where it is now. And it's so exciting that we actually have um, a space for, you know, um, right now that we can actually invite people to that space. And I look forward to what 2022 is going to offer for the uh, association. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, yes, the thing that we do in the Reiki Master level is have a community project. How can you take this out into the community? And I think that's kind of where some of that started from. I remember sitting on our porch. It was like midst of COVID. And right, like when you said that, it's like, oh, wow, we did. We had that training. I think it was about 10, 11 of us. In the midst of COVID, we were supposed to go away. We had to regroup. We kept it local. And it actually turned out very successful. And then y'all made me president. Like, no, (laughs) like, yes, no. Because again, like you said, like I have had, I've had experience serving on boards. You know, I served on the sanctuary in New York. I served on Sweet Home Alabama here in Birmingham, but I'd never run it or been president of it. So it is very challenging. And I've had to have a lot of patients come in for me, but I too, I'm so impressed when I did that year end emails, like, oh my gosh, look where we are for sure. And so, yeah, that's where a lot of the inspiration came to go with together. Andy, how do you see it? How did you come into this? What is your take on it? Well, I too was a member of the Reiki three master training um, during that 2020 session where Rhonda and I met for the first time. And um, it was just such an awesome experience with that group of people. What a cool connection to have with them. And then at the end, when you asked us, you know, what would you want to do for your community project? And we all kind of talked about how we wanted to get it out there so that it's more than just a spiritual thing for people, that it could be a common modality that's used in the medical profession. And maybe we could talk to hospitals and how could we do that? And I think we landed on let's start an association and get other people interested and then see where it goes from there. And so that's kind of where we started. And you're right. We did kind of vote you as president because we all decided that we don't know what we're doing yet. You're the Reiki three master teacher and you've done this forever and you see clients and that's the person that we want to follow. The one that knows what they're doing, not the ones that are still learning. So, um, you became president and Rhonda vice president. And I was like, okay, I'll help. I'll be the secretary. And we've just kind of gone from there. It's like, how do you start a Reiki association? How do you start any association? How do you start a nonprofit? Well, let's figure it out. Let's do some reading and research and ask people, ask attorneys, get other people involved that know what they're doing. And all of a sudden here we are. And so it's pretty cool. It is exciting to see. And we have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes all during COVID. We actually had, you know, some things start up and then COVID came and shut some of the hospitals down. Everybody had their other concerns. I was like, all right, let's pull all this energy in and create this foundation. Let's create it and the bylaws and the legal and, you know, find all that way of doing it, which we actually have. And then last year at this time, Rhonda, you and I did the pitch 
that was fun. We got thrown into a pitch on TV and that was a great experience, right? And helped us to learn even more and really hone in on that mission. And so the mission, like we've talked about, is twofold, really. I mean, it's it's one is helping each of us as practitioners get this work out, have a space to practice on that you can afford to practice in and start to get this out more and more to people. And then the other part is connecting to the to the community bringing it to hospitals, healthcare, wherever we can find it really, and bring it out there and start to collaborate, which is what we're just now really starting to do. Yeah. But we did take space. Like you said, we have a space now, I think since the fall, and we have a beautiful space up at uh, Temple Bethel. And again, I'll just mention, it's not associated with the temple. They're hosting the space for us. And it's been a really beautiful space for us to come in and work with. And we have enough for group and we have enough for private. So we're very excited about that. And several of us have come together to split that cost so that again, we can go ahead with the mission of what we want and share the space and then start to create community Reiki circles, Reiki and yoga. I do Reiki and meditation. I do Reiki and art, which I'll just give a shout out to because I have been loving the Reiki and art. And that has been really fun to put out there and see that creativity open up. And then also to how art can help as well. So we've been doing some really fun things. We have a training coming up, a couple of trainings that'll be coming forward, just teaching people how to lead circles and ethics. Uh, Andy's going to lead our ethics, right? Like client responsibility that we have to our clients. And so we do plan to do more and more. And even Rhonda will be starting to plan a membership drive very soon, right? Yes. Yeah. So we are very excited to bring this out, which is why we are on the podcast today to really kind of talk about all the many benefits. And I know in my world, I think, oh, everybody already knows about Reiki, but I still think it's still coming just now out into the popular mainstream. And I think that's a good thing. And I think we still need to talk about all the many benefits for sure and how many ways it can help. I've seen it in so many ways cancer patients, to birthing, to death. I work in death and just even what I went through this morning, you know, helping prepare a body. It's like, you know, helping me to cleanse my energy and letting the tears flow and then being able to come back around and show off, right? It's like so many ways that we can use it. And then for the family that lost as well, so many ways that Reiki can be utilized. It's just to me, blows me away all the many ways that you can find Reiki in your everyday life. So what are your aspirations for Reiki and for the association? Well, I would say for Reiki, my um, aspirations are in line with Ms. Takata and that her goal was to have Reiki in every home. So I would love to see that. I, I mean, and when I look back on how it helped me as the mother of a teenage daughter to um, process those day-to-day things, process grief, continuing to grow, I'd love to have that at least Reiki one in every home. So eventually, of course, I'd like to get trained to be a teacher. And um, and then with the association, I'd like to just be able to have more people feel comfortable coming into our space, learning what Reiki is about. And then for practitioners, that's for like um, for practitioners to have them come in and have a space that's affordable for them to train in. And then people who are ready to go even to the next level to go out there and bring it to the whole communities, have more more teachers. Excellent. Yeah. I'm definitely in alignment with Mrs. Dakota as well in every household. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Well, for me, I think globally, I would love for people to hear about it more, to understand what Reiki is, um, not have that fear when they hear Reiki because they don't understand what it is. Um, just learning about it, what the benefits are. And for me personally, um, Reiki, the reason that I got into it was that feeling that I get when I can run Reiki on myself, help myself, help other people in that way. So for me personally, I would love to have more clients and I could teach them about the mind body connection and how a lot of the things that they have going on physically are actually emotionally developed and how to help heal that with Reiki. So we do have so many dreams and so many goals and we are a grassroots. So we are learning as we go. And our goal, I think for all of us is to really start to spread this out into our community and just let it spread throughout the Southeast and start to bring people in. So yeah, I'm right behind that. And that's why I said yes, for sure. Yeah. So as we go to close, I always like to come back to this question and the theme of the show and just ask each of you if you could leave us with your final comment on how do you feel that Reiki can help to empower the spirit? I think it helps empower the spirit by helping you go inside and connect with yourself, your higher self um, better. And when you do that, when you are more in resonance with who you are designed to be and created to be, then you're of more service. Beautiful. Helping you to come within. 
more of who you are. Yeah. And Andy. Yeah, I would have to agree with Rhonda for sure. Um, taking that pause when you need it, that's what it helps me do is take a beat, take a minute, take a breath. Don't react so quickly to things. Um, just taking the time that you need for yourself to center and be the best self that you can be for everyone else. Definitely. Taking a pause, going within to be the best self that you can be for yourself and everyone else. Yes. Thank you both so much. I've loved the conversation. I'm very passionate about our mission. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your stories and being a part of this to your spirits. Yes. Thank you, Terry, for having us. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Namaste. 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 Yes. Reiki will take you within. It will help you to be more present with your mind, emotions, body, and especially your spirit. It can help you to be more present to your life and the life around you. It doesn't interfere in any way with your religious beliefs, and it can help you to create a daily spiritual practice. For more information, please go to ReikiSoutheast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and receive a free Reiki meditation. If you know of any organization that could use our help, please reach out to us. We offer education, demonstrations of Reiki, and Reiki training. Our next training is coming up on Reiki Shares and Reiki Communities on February 27th. If you are Reiki trained and would like to know more about creating Reiki groups in your community, come join us. And we have ongoing Reiki circles, Reiki meditations, Reiki and yoga, and Reiki and the Law of One already going on. Check the website for these events. We will be having our first membership drive, so join our email list to get the latest updates. And as we say in Reiki, just for today, let go of your worry. Notice the source of your anger. Honor all people. Be honest with yourself. And offer gratitude for all your many blessings. Just for today, I am grateful for you. Thanks for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman, to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste.